why are humans still counting ballots by hand? This makes absolutely no sense to me whatsoever. It makes absolutely no sense unless unless you choose to believe that they don't want your vote to really matter anyway. Then it makes perfect sense. Welcome to the Off-Grid Outpost podcast, where we discuss the journey to real liberty through self-sufficiency, counter-economics, non-aggression, and the agora. The Outpost represents the border between societal norm and the pioneer spirit. Every episode contains practical, philosophical, and technical information you can use to gain the freedom you deserve. Welcome, everyone, to the Off-Grid Outpost podcast. I am your host, Regina, and I am here with my co-host, Cyrus. I'm here. Yep. Here you are. There you are. Mm -hmm. And today we are having another Tavern Talk, a collection of our thoughts, reflections, things that come up, interesting, unpredictable, off-the-cuff. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so we're like totally... uh unprepared and improv improving <laughs> that's what tavern talk means it just means that we're completely unprepared this week <laughs> that's really the reality of the situation we gave it a nice name though you know i'm okay with admitting that i'm okay with admitting right. that we're human mm-hmm so before we tavern talk i just want to send a reminder to all of you uh go to theoffgridoutpost.com. Sign up for our badass newsletter. It's pretty interesting. And we've got free PDF downloads uh, that are also pretty interesting in the realm of agorism, cryptocurrency. We have a couple ebooks that you'll find to be fascinating. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Theoffgridoutpost.com. Right. Right. So. <laughs> so what do you want to talk about first? Oh, first of all, what are you going to drink today? Oh, yes. I'm having a hot toddy because it's cold. A hot toddy? Do you have a sore throat? No. no. Is that what you drink when you have a sore throat? Uh, my stepdad used to give them to me when I had a sore throat. Yeah, they're good for that. I don't even know what the hell goes in it. I just know that I like them. Yeah. I don't know how he made them. Isn't it whiskey and coffee? No, it's water. A hot toddy? What is a hot toddy? Water and whiskey? I don't remember what he made them with. I remember he put honey in it and whiskey. And I, I think... I think that's all it is. It's honey, whiskey, water. I think he used tea. I don't know for sure. Tea? Uh, I had to make one. Yeah. I'll look it up one day. What are you drinking today? Uh, same old. I'm I'm very um, boring. Bud Light. Yeah, I'll have another Bud Light. You're so boring. Yeah, we went to a microbrew here, the Copper Brothel Brewery here in southern Arizona, and they have really great microbrews. Really great stuff. So if you're in the area, the Copper Brothel, it's in Sonoida. Highly recommended. Uh-huh. Well, maybe I should have a... Yeah. What did you call it the other day that I didn't know what you were talking about? TLA? JLA? Oh, an IPA. IPA. An IPA. Yeah, okay. I'll have one of them. Indian Pale Ale. I have one of them stinky beers. If you want to get wasted, you like stinky beers. Come on. <laughs> stinky, skunky. It'll get you fully loaded, which, you know, 
with the way this freaking year went, I don't mind getting fully loaded. Holy shit. Right. So what do you think is going to happen with this uh, whole election thing? I think Donald Trump is going to fight it till the end and he's going to lose. No. You think he's going to lose? Yeah, I think he's going <laughs> to lose. Did you hear about the new lawsuit that all like a bunch of states are filing? Yeah, it was like 17 states on board with that last time I checked. Yeah, for a uh, I don't even know what they're suing for. A fraudulent election uh something something along those lines yeah are you informed about it not really because i just don't think it matters you i don't think, think it's going to make a difference i think it's part of the theater it is theater it's very good theater mhm mm so the last i heard 17 states are coming together to sue because of the mishandling and the illegal actions of these swing states uh, basically changing voter laws without approval of the courts, something along those lines. I think it's uh, kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. You don't think anything's going to come from it, though? Yeah, I don't think so. I think it'll just be... I think it's just more of the same. I think Donald Trump's supporters demand that he try. Like, yeah. they would be very disappointed in him if he didn't go down swinging. So he's got to go down swinging. He's got to go down swinging. It wouldn't be mm -hmm. Donald Trump if he didn't. Right. And the fact that, well, I shouldn't say the fact that, if it's true that the Democrats stole the election through fraud, which may or may not be true, it's not like the, it's, not like it's the first time it's ever happened, then... I'm sure it happens almost every year. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. They, both sides try to, let's just say, game the system as best they can. So. Yes. If, if there were enough power brokers in place to make that theft of the election happen, those power brokers are still in place to make sure the lawsuit goes nowhere. Yeah. That's my theory. Well, you know what gets me? You know what gets me is why are humans still counting ballots by hand? This makes absolutely no sense to me whatsoever. It makes absolutely no sense unless, unless you choose to believe that they don't want your vote to really matter anyway. Then it makes perfect sense. Well, yes. Because, because I remember in grade school... Do you remember the, the tests you used to take in grade school? Maybe you still take them. Uh, they're on a sheet, and you bubble in the yeah. answers on the sheet. Mm -hmm. And then they run it through a machine. They've been doing that since the 90s. They run it through a machine that counts your score. I forget the name of those tests. Do you remember the name? I, I, know, that, I know the tests you're talking about. I don't remember the name. But even that is a that can be a rigged system, so that doesn't matter. But the technology is in place with blockchain. You could vote with your phone, and it could be flawless with blockchain. It could be flawless with a digital blockchain technology. You're totally right. I mean, the only... So why are we 
counting votes by hand still. It's just, it baffles me with pen and paper. Yeah. We're in the I, 21st freaking century. Yeah. <laughs> it's so that results can still be manipulated. Because both sides... Well, that's what it boils down to, yeah. Yeah, because both parties want to manipulate the vote, so neither one of them want a uh, trustless system. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because if you went, if you migrated the voting system to blockchain, each person would have an address assigned to them, which would be registered on the blockchain, mm-hmm. and it would only allow for one vote. Mm-hmm. And I don't know all the mechanical details of the privacy security. That's up for the coders and programmers. But in essence, just like you can never fool Bitcoin's blockchain because it is a registry that cannot be tampered with mm-hmm. whatsoever by any human being, by the greatest of hackers, mm-hmm. you can never manipulate or edit or audit the blockchain. Yeah. Which is the beauty of it. You could easily set up a voting system, an sure. ironclad voting system with blockchain technology for 0% voter fraud. Mm-hmm. 0%. And the reason they don't do it is because they want to manipulate the system. Yeah, exactly. That's what I think. So I don't think it'll ever happen. Just like our banking system could Mm. go to blockchain every transaction the irs makes the government makes with all of our tax dollars would be transparent on the blockchain right the perfect flawless banking system monetary system currency system and they'll never do it because well either that or they will have their centralized blockchain where they can completely conceal it because they just wouldn't let it be open source What's interesting about why that will never happen isn't, I don't think that has very much to do with manipulating the money supply as much as it has to do with the fact that none of these bankers trust each other. Right. So, you know, the bankers want to manipulate each other as much as they want to manipulate us. Yes, that's true. Because then their Ponzi scheme would be bust basically Mm -hmm. it's already going bust it's just a matter of time until it catches up yeah so the voting stuff is uh pretty interesting that's the well i mean we've talked about it before your vote doesn't make that much of a difference they will never allow it to make that much of a difference so if we had massive voter fraud then how could you ever believe your vote will ever matter? Because it'll happen every year. Yeah, and, and get worse and worse. It'll it'll escalate to the point to where, I mean, so the country has been heading toward totalitarianism for 200 years. Right. Eventually it gets there to the point where we hold free elections, but there's one person on the ballot. <laughs> I mean, that's the progression. That's where it ends. And to think that it doesn't happen here, I think, is a bit foolish. Now, we're, I, don't oh, think, yeah. I don't think we see it in our lifetime, you know, but if something doesn't change, that's the progression. That's the logical end. Well, and there's tons of reports coming out of 
losing power at these voter counting stations where they had to send all the counters home. And there's reports of people pulling out totes full of ballots and all of these really suspicious activities going on. Yeah. So when you hear about all this stuff, it makes me think that really our votes don't count at all because clearly they're just stuffing ballots everywhere. Yeah, I'm sure half of those stories are true. I think they are true. And half of them are made up because that's the other side of the theater. Yeah. It's all one big theater show. But it really doesn't change the end game at all. You know they say that before this whole coronavirus crisis happened, that there's trillions of dollars missing that cannot be accounted for. Are you talking about like the black budget money? Yeah. Yeah, that's been going on for a while. Trillions of dollars missing from the the government budget. I would wager that's always been the case. Like... I think so. Embezzlement of funds is not a new thing. Diverting funds to secret missions and co-ops and all kinds of bizarre experiments. Yeah. I bet. But, I mean, the good thing is Bo Jiden is going to solve all those problems. Bo Jiden. He's he's going to bring us together. He will unite us through these dark times while he shuts down the whole country in preparations for the great economic reset. Yeah. It's a, it's a good thing. Now that'll thing. be interesting. <laughs> well, our debt levels have really risen astronomically. I want to look at the debt clock. Yeah. Because and- I heard a I heard a figure that was really it, it's so jaw-dropping you just end up feeling numb from the amount of debt that we have. Yeah. And I know it skyrocketed this year. And that's that's another funny thing about politics is whatever whatever president is in office the opposing side talks about this president has spent more money than all presidents combined before him right it's almost always the case and it's almost always true what they want to do is blame they want to blame that president or they want to blame that party but the reason that each successive uh, president spends more than all the others combined is because that's how a Ponzi scheme works. You have to. It eventually collapses mm. because of it. Holy like, shit. Like Biden will have to spend more money than Trump did. Just like Trump had to spend more money than... Uh, who was the one before that? The really slick guy? Really good speaker? Obama. 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 Yeah. Right? He was an excellent speaker. Oh, he was He really, really knew how to strike a chord. He had insane charisma. Yeah. Biden does not have near the charisma as Obama had. Biden has no charisma. The election of Biden is going to go down in history as, like, how did that happen? How, How did we let this happen? 
<laughs> yes. It's, it's awesome. I don't even know. So our U.S. national debt is at $27.4 trillion. Does that, does that number mm. include the... Uh, I forget the name they call it. The the future payments, the future obligations. Oh man, I don't know, but it's high. I, I, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, when, once you're talking, once you're over twenty trillion, it doesn't matter. Really, one trillion, just one trillion dollars, is an epically huge amount of money. I remember we were in debt. I think in the Bush administration, like eight hundred billion, and that seemed god awful high. Mm-hmm. That wasn't even scratching a trillion. Now we're at 27. And I'm pretty sure we started, I don't know. I remember the last time I looked at it, it was 20 trillion. And everyone was hemming and hawing. We're hitting 20 trillion. Well, we've tacked on seven since then. And it all, it's only been a couple of years. Yeah. So what's the next big number after trillion? Does it go up to quadrillion? I have no I idea. Know. I mean, we're really talking about make-believe numbers trillion? now. So <laughs> it, It's almost make-believe. The amount, it's un, unreal. Yeah, so... What's but, after a trillion? But we're going to hit that one. I don't know. Unless there's... Unless quadrillion. Something I was quadrillion. right. Okay. So how did hit, I know that? I don't even know how I knew that. It, you heard it, and it stuck in your head. Somehow, some way, somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> but we hit that number. Unless, you know... The Great Reset resets all of that or something. We hit that what number. Oh, we are beyond Great Reset numbers. <laughs> so We are above and beyond Great Reset numbers. We have... Is that trillion? There's no way that's trillion. It's got to be. Let me count. Three, six, nine, twelve. Social Security liability. It can't be 20 trillion. Three, six, wow. nine, twelve. Our social security liability is twenty trillion dollars. Crazy. Is that for real? No. Who knows? Twenty trillion dollars in social security liability? Thirty-two trillion dollars in Medicare liability. Oh my god. This is comical. Mm-hmm. I have to count the zeros. Three, six, nine, twelve. U.S. unfunded liabilities: a hundred and fifty-five trillion dollars. Yeah, it won't. It won't be a decade before we hit quadrillion. How do we have a hundred and fifty-five trillion dollars of unfunded liabilities? This whole system's magical. This it is, is like it is magical. That's an excellent word for it. This is freaking alchemy right here. <laughs> Creating worth out of nothing. These millions of trillions of zeros everywhere. I mean, this is unreal. Fuck. Okay. The liability The liability per citizen is four hundred and seventy one thousand dollars. Wow. Of US debt liability. Now, our national assets, our national assets, so a, a, a national asset would be all of our buildings, all of our roads, lands, oil, mining, all of our assets, our farming, our production, our telecommunications, right? That's what a national asset would be, correct? I have no idea, but that prob- that sounds probably accurate. 
That is, I believe I've looked into it before, and that's what it is. Our real estate, everything. Businesses. So our national assets are $158 trillion, okay? Yeah. Cool. So let's sell everything. And we will we'll have $3 trillion left over. <laughs> and we'll still owe $3 trillion? Is that what you're saying? Or... We can divvy no, up. No, we, we're actually in the green. If we sell every single thing in America, so we're going to sell Mount Rushmore, we're going to sell the Empire State Building, uh, all of our oil reserves, uh, all of our farm. We're going to sell everything to our unfunded liabilities. Uh, so our our assets are 158 trillion. Our unfunded liabilities are 155 trillion. So we'll actually come out three trillion ahead. That's, that sounds really good. When was this published, these numbers you're looking at? Because it may <laughs> be too US late. This is debt clock. If it was a month ago, it may be too oh, late. No. These are re- this is real-time numbers. Real so time we're numbers. still in the green, everyone. So yeah. we, we I don't know it. who we're going to sell them to, but I bet China will gladly buy America. And, and then we get three trillion bucks out of it. I think it's a great deal. And we've got about 30 days to do this. Because that three trillion is going fast. Well, they're about to pass another what one point five trillion dollar coronavirus bill. So there's half of our freaking. <laughs> there's half of it right there. We're solving all Holy of America's shit. problems in this tavern talk. We are going to auction off Mount Rushmore. <laughs> How much do you think Mount Rushmore would be? Hmm. Eh, five hundred. I don't know. There's a lot of hate going on to the the white settlers of our country so probably Mm -hmm. it probably couldn't go for as much as it could have like 10 years ago yeah my guess is we can't really sell everything for those amounts of money i think it would probably be more like a uh more like a fire sale you know (laughs) going out of business sale everything's half off this is a sale it would be a yeah it'd be a probably 70 percent off (laughs) holy crap so this is usdebtclock.org it is a real-time debt clock i don't know who makes it it's been going for i've been looking at it for at least a decade and you can look and see our u.s national debt in real time and what baffles me, and it's on here, is our median income is thirty-four grand. Our medium household income is thirty-four grand. Mm. I don't feel like that's changed in a decade. Right. Well, there's a debt clock time machine, so we can go back. Okay, let's go back to twenty two thousand. Let's go back to two thousand. Okay. So I'm finding a little bit of divergence. If you do a quick Google search, they're saying the median income now is 60000 But according to usdebtclock.org, it says the median income now is 34000 And the median income back in 2000 was thirty grand. So our median income has either doubled according to a quick Google search or has only risen by about five grand, according to the U.S. Debt Clock. Either way, I'm pretty sure that our expenses have more than doubled since then. Oh, yeah. By, by a lot. Oh, yeah. Okay, so then this debt clock time machine, we can go down. 
we can go up to 2024. It'll do a four-year prediction. We will be at, it says by 2024, we will be at $48 trillion. So it doubles in four years. Yes. And so that means, assuming the same path, it doubles in two years. Then it'll double in one year. Yeah, we're at, mm-hmm. we're at a we're at a quadrillion within a decade. Well, so this is like a massive Ponzi scheme, basically. Sure. And then, according to this, in two thousand, we were in five trillion dollars of debt in two thousand. So we went from five trillion to twenty-seven trillion in 20 years and we're going to go from 27 trillion to 48 trillion in 4 years. Mhm. Yeah, there's something wrong with that picture. <laughs> yep, so you may want to check out this debt clock usdebtclock.org. There's a lot of fascinating things about it. They talk about assets, US debt held by foreign countries, the trade deficit, uh how many Dollars are in the U.S. Treasury right now. The money supply goes into uh, jobs. Our population, we have 330 million people. Our manufacturing jobs. Dollar to silver ratio. This thing is cool. I can nerd on on this all day. So I heard uh, something pretty interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I may be getting the numbers wrong. In fact, I'm sure I'll get them wrong, but the point will be the same. So, like, there were, like, 70 million Americans voted in this election. Mm. Apparently, it was, like, the highest turnout in history or something like that. Okay. Per capita or just in the numbers? Just straight numbers. And, again... The numbers are probably inaccurate, but like 70,000 or 70 million. And so Mm -hmm. if you split that down the middle, 35 million went to Trump, 35 million went to Bo Jiden. Then what that means, (laughs) here's what that means, which is pretty cool. Non-voters are the majority. Wow. Yeah. So when... When Republicans talk about uh, them being the silent majority, they're wrong. Huh. Non-voters are the silent majority by a lot. Yeah, because people are starting to see through this freaking smoke and mirrors game. Mm-hmm. The reality is that they're all on the same side. They just want to keep us divided because divide and conquer. That's how you keep the masses in control. It's the oldest playbook it's the oldest play in the book. This is what kings and queens were doing way back in the day. Mm-hmm. Divide the people on hot-button issues, and they don't come after the king. Mm-hmm. It's the same shit at scale. Yeah. So what else can we talk about on the well, you, on our drinking day? Uh, just to, to change the subject entirely, you had come across an interesting development in 3D printing technology. You're yeah. telling me about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, first of all, we'll just say that 3D printing 
is uh, as much agorism as cryptocurrency is the idea of personal manufacturing will change everything. It will change everything. The future is going to look completely different when you talk about manufacturing. Personal manufacturing. Yeah. That's what's coming. I mean, that's so cool. Online stores in the future are going to be a download file. Like Amazon is going to be full of download files, downloadable CAD files for sale. So if you want this set of glasses, you don't buy the glasses. You're going to buy the the file and you're going to print the glasses hmm. yourself. Cool. I mean, almost like That's so cool. Almost like the Jetsons, you know, or the replicator on Star Trek. It's going to be that kind of thing. Yeah. So. Well, and you're talking about how there's a bunch of open source CAD files. So. Yeah. It's likely you won't even have to purchase a CAD. Yeah. Yeah. You might not even have to. Yeah. You might be able to find it all open source. Now, that's a really interesting idea. Mm Mm-hmm. But then you're telling me about how soon we'll be able to 3d print in metal yeah that's apparently the next step in that technology because right now you can print different kinds of plastics and uh kind of composite stuff there's one company that's uh 3d printing concrete homes that's like this massive 3d printer that they can actually oh i saw that yeah isn't that sweet but uh, and it's super duper cheap they're printing out Super duper cheap homes for people. Mm-hmm. It's like twenty grand for a concrete printed home, and they're nice. Right. They're so pretty the, nice. They're not super nice, but they're pretty nice. Yeah. So the future of manufacturing—it's all going that direction for sure, without any doubt. Well, you know, I guess you can never say that, but in my opinion, that's where it's all going. And the next step in that technology is 3D printing metals. I read some articles it's, somewhere I don't even remember, but that's pretty cool. So there is one thing I think about when it comes to printing metals. There is one object I think about. Mm-hmm. Can you guess what that object is? Yes, I can. I'm I'm sure okay. you think about guns. Yes. Yeah, that's really exciting. So let's just think about this happening. We can print, we can 3D print in metal. We can 3D print guns at home in metal. That is profound and amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's so profound that if I'm the state... I have to pass some sort of KYC legislation for 3D printer manufacturers. Yep. Yep. But it's like there's nothing. They can't stop it. It's like Bitcoin. If you can have these decentralized 3D printing manufacturing, they may throttle who can buy the metal manufacturers. Or the the metal 3D printers. But I don't see how they could. How can you stop it? Well, I mean, they can't stop it. They can 
adopt it and register it. And so they know everyone who purchases a 3D printer so that if they want to confiscate guns, they know they also have to confiscate confiscate 3D printers. So they're going to want manufacturers to have a list of everyone who owns a 3D printer. Yeah. But... But how can you... You can't really confiscate a 3D printer from, let's say, you have a business that uses it to print parts. If they can't prove that you're printing 3D guns, 3D printed guns... Right. How can they legally confiscate your 3D printer? Well... It would get very messy. It would get messy. And as far as how can they legally do it, well, that's pretty easy. They just write shit down on paper. It becomes legal. But the... Well, right. It just becomes a gray market. It becomes an agorist gray market, just like uh, moonshining is. Pretty much, yeah. It would be like that. So I plan to get a metal 3D printer. I'm sure they'll be really expensive in the beginning, but... Mm-hmm. I could see lots of uses for it. I just find it interesting that if they did a gun confiscation, that it would make gun confiscation confiscation obsolete, in a sense, if well, you sure. could just print out another one. Yeah, yeah, take my guns. <laughs> I, I'll make another one tomorrow when you're gone. Oh, no, take them. <laughs> Print so you, it out another one, so and another you, one, and another one. <laughs> so people won't be hiding their guns. They'll be hiding their printers. Yes, the printers will be <laughs> the, the ticket, the high ticket item. Mm-hmm. It's just very fascinating, the whole concept of 3D printing guns. You can do it now out of composite materials. You can print 3D guns. Well, yeah. 3D it, print guns. With a CNC ghost gunner machine and a 3D printer, you're, you've got everything you need. Yeah. So yeah, it's just a it's a fascinating concept that I'm going to be curiously watching. Yeah, I've got a prediction for that space that I'm going to save for our prediction episode Ooh. coming up next. What is it? Next week or the week after? It will be uh, within the next couple of weeks. Yes. Mm-hmm. The Big Uneasy, our predictions for 2021. They will surprise you. Yeah, because they're not going to be your usual run-of-the-mill doomsday predictions like everyone else has going on. They'll actually be interesting. (laughs) Yeah. I would say uh, with a flavor of sci-fi, because we are in, you know, moving into sci-fi times. At least my predictions are definitely... Yeah, the ones I've thought of are are technology-related. Yeah. One of my predictions is is not. I can tell you what one of my predictions is not. It is not that Bo Jiden is going to take our guns. Mm. So, relax. I don't think so either. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think so either. Yeah, you don't think he is, huh? Mm Mm-mm. No. More gun control comes out and of why do you think Repu- that? because more gun control comes out of Republican uh, control of the government than Democrat. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, Trump passed gun control, some gun control this year. So, 
I, and here's why I think that is. Because whenever Democrats are in power, the first thing all the Republicans or the conservatives scream is don't let them pass any gun control. So that becomes a focus to not let them pass any gun control. And when Republicans mm -hmm. are in office, nobody's screaming that because nobody thinks they're going to. But they do. So the agenda goes through anyways. Yeah. So the Democrats have a much easier time slipping some kind of gun control thing into this bill or that bill because nobody's really fighting it because nobody's really screaming about it. And right. contrary to what you may believe, the Republican politicians, they don't really care much about your gun rights. I mean, they tell you that when they're trying to get elected, but they don't care. Like, they're on the same team. Well, We've discussed the thing is they this. never do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They say whatever it takes to get elected, and then they never really follow up on their promises anyways. We've seen this happen over and over and over again, and for some reason, we just think it's going to be different. Mm -hmm. Every election, we think it's going to be different. But the reality is, is that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results. Mm -hmm. I don't think we're going to get our guns confiscated either. And if they do, I'm just going to print another one. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. Well, I've never registered a firearm, so I don't own any. Yeah, because when you do a background check on a firearm, that's not registering it, is it? Well, I've never bought, I've never bought a weapon with a background check. Oh, I see. Yeah. So, you know. I think all of mine have come with a background check or the FFL. Oh, I don't even know what the hell it is. I've gone to the gun store. I buy a gun. It gets a background check, but I don't think it's registered. I don't think that registers a gun. So all like that in does. in California, you legit register. Yeah. So it puts your name on a list that you own a gun. That's all it does. And so. Yeah. Right yeah. now, the law states that. The government cannot just come look at that list unless there's some sort of cr crime where they have like ballistic evidence that a specific gun was involved in a crime and then they're allowed to look that up. But that's just a law. That's just mm -hmm. shit written down on paper. So they can change that anytime they want. And so well, that exactly. list, that list will tell them who owns guns. It doesn't even tell them. Well, no, I'm not sure about that. I won't say that, but so. But I've, I've always just thought, I'm just not going to buy any guns from a dealer. That way I don't ever right. have to put my name on any of those lists. I did buy a gun at a pawn shop one time, but I actually convinced the lady at the pawn shop to put her name on it, which I think is illegal. <laughs> but she did it for me anyway. So <laughs> That's pretty sweet. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, I think that might be a good place to wrap it all up. Yeah, okay. Cool. I'm not going to do my usual rattle. I'm just going to tell people to go to the website. I, I, go to I the offgridoutpost.com. <laughs> go to the offgridoutpost.com. There's cool shit there. Thanks. See ya. Bye. How was See that? ya. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> yep. Well, uh, stay tuned. Next time we will have our 2021 predictions coming out. Should be a good episode. Yeah. Talk to y'all later. Later. Here's a little teaser for what's coming next week. But someone was asking about how to 
they wanted us to talk about projects for partially going off grid. And this, if you had to choose one thing to do to just kind of start moving towards off grid, this is the thing to do. Thanks for listening to the Off Grid Outpost podcast. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe so you can get all the new episodes.